I'm Samantha Sheris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, November 30th. Here are today's headlines. Representative Hakeem Jeffries is replacing Representative Nancy Pelosi in leading Democrats in the next Congress, our colleague Mary Margaret Olihan reports. Pelosi announced about two weeks ago that she would not be seeking re-election for the leadership position. Jeffries is a 52-year-old New York Democrat. He is a member of the House Judiciary Committee and the House Budget Committee. He also chairs the House Democratic Caucus. Jeffries tweeted earlier today, humbled to be elected incoming House Democratic leader, ready to get to work. Olihan reports that Jeffries is avidly anti-former President Donald Trump and has painted Republicans as extreme MAGA Republicans who wish to criminalize abortion care and Social Security and undermine democracy. He has also repeatedly questioned the results of the 2016 election. The Senate passed the so-called Respect for Marriage Act last night with the support of all Democrat senators and 12 Republican senators. The Daily Signal's Mary Margaret Olihan reports the bill's supporters have claimed that the much-discussed legislation protects religious liberty, but opponents of the Respect for Marriage Act, including religious institutions like the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, desperately warned ahead of the vote that it puts a giant target on people of faith. Heritage Foundation President Dr. Kevin Roberts tweeted about the bill's passage, saying, Severely disappointed vote out of the Senate today. Heritage will continue to fight for every American's religious liberty as the so-called Respect for Marriage Act heads back to the House. The bill passed 61 to 36. Twitter has ended its enforcement of the company's COVID-19 misinformation policy, the Associated Press reports. A page on the social media's site reads, Effective November 23, 2022, Twitter is no longer enforcing the COVID-19 misleading information policy. The BBC reports that Twitter had previously reported suspending more than 11,000 accounts for COVID misinformation as of September this year. Similarly, 97,000 pieces of content were removed under the policy, according to Semaphore. The Chinese Communist Party is warning of potential crackdowns on protesters speaking out against the regime's zero-COVID policy following a fatal apartment fire last week. Chinese Central Political and Legal Affairs Commission said on Tuesday night that it would resolutely crack down on infiltration and sabotage activities by hostile forces. While the statement itself did not make specific mention of the ongoing protests, it does indicate the communist government's willingness to crack down. Protests have not only occurred throughout China, but across the world as well. Research fellow Michael Cunningham joined the podcast yesterday to explain why people are protesting. He told us there's a lot of pent-up anger about the zero COVID policies and about the erosion of individual freedoms, really especially since Xi Jinping came to power. Well, TikTok, the time is up for some users on the Chinese-owned app in South Dakota. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem announced yesterday that she would be banning state government workers from using the app. In a tweet earlier today, Noam said, effective immediately, we are banning TikTok for state government in South Dakota. States across America should follow suit. 
we will play no part in allowing China to continue to gain intel and influence in our state. Earlier this month, FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr called on the U.S. government to ban TikTok during an interview with Axios. Carr said, according to Axios, there isn't a world in which you could come up with sufficient protection on the data that you could have sufficient confidence that it's not finding its way back into the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Layoffs at CNN began today that are estimated to impact hundreds of its staffers, the network reported today. The network's chief executive, Chris Lick, reportedly said in a memo that the cuts were a gut punch to the network. While CNN did not reveal how many people would be laid off, Lick said it will be a difficult time for everyone. CNN is not the only company making cuts ahead of the holiday season. Just recently, Elon Musk made some big cuts at Twitter. Meta, Facebook, and Instagram's parent company also made cuts, according to reports earlier this month. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the top news for Wednesday, November 30th. If you haven't had the chance already, be sure to check out our morning show right here in your podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I'll be sitting down with Dr. Sean Lin, who was actually at the 1989 Tiananmen Square protests and give some insight into what it was like on the ground in Beijing then and what he thinks of the protests currently going on in China. Also, make sure to take a moment to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you like to listen to podcasts and help us reach more listeners by taking just a moment to leave a five-star review and rating. We love hearing your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. The executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Rank. Sound design by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.